Yo, yo, guys, School of Hard Knocks, coming at you with episode 39, baby. Dun, dun, dun. Almost to the 40, bro. Man, I'm so excited for that level four. I know, dude. I know, man. It's going to be, dude, it's been, it's been great, dude. And I think we've mentioned this before, like, it's kind of like routine now, you know what I mean? Like, every, every Wednesday, I know there's been like, a, like, I don't know, like two or three of them. Yeah. That were a little off or whatever it was, but uh, we're... Coming off, episode 38 was with uh, Robert Garza, mm -hmm. and um, kind of just went back and forth with him, man, uh, as far as, like, how his mindset was growing up in real Hondo, what it was that got him into the NFL, into that level of play, and then not only getting there, dude, because, I mean, you get into the NFL, and I, and I don't know the exact percentage of what it is on, on those people that do get drafted, or if they get picked up by a scout team or whatever it is, but he had a 14-year career. I mean, that's that's a pretty, that's a long ten, a tenure in the NFL, you know, so it's just cool to see, man, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure if he's been the only person from the Valley to make it the NFL. Uh, I think he's the only one that I know of that actually had, like, a career. I know there's been a couple dudes from Los Fresnos and stuff like that that did get picked up by teams here and there. Uh, but having like a career, making it to the Super Bowl, uh, being a decorated lineman in his field, you know, I mean, it's pretty neat, man, but the inside was pretty cool to see and hear, and mm -hmm. yeah, man, he matters, but huge yeah. shout out to Robert, man, yeah, I know, man, good. like, it was so cool to hear his story and like his mindset, and he, I mean, he came from Riondo, like a little town, yeah, like small town. Yeah. From, like, I don't know, is it smaller than San Benito? Tiny, bro, it's real you know small, I mean? dude, it is, man. And a lot of the times we'll be like, nah, man, I'm from a small town. I can't make it. What do you mean? Yeah. Chingos of people from small towns make it all the time. Like, mm -hmm. Robert Cars is one of them. Yeah. And he so happens to be from the same place you are. So it's kind of cool just to, to hear these things. And it's just really motivating. One of the cool things that he mentioned was, like, work ethic. You know, he had tremendous work ethic. He worked hard because his parents worked hard. He mentioned that his, he never saw his dad take a day off, mm -hmm. bro, that his dad was a musician and he would work one, two in the morning and then get up and go to the other job, five, six. Drive a tractor. Dude, that's insane, bro. Oh, Never bro. taking a day off, bro. Ever. Ever. You can't, though, but you can't, though. Dude, you can. You, yeah. Like, you had no choice. No, like, you, you no probably choice. wanted to, but, like, you can't. And it's just, like, that mindset is insane, bro. Like, that, like, it kind of becomes, like, not the norm. I'm not saying it's the norm, you know what I mean? But, when you're when you grow up around that work ethic and you see it and you see what it takes to like provide and support you know what i mean it instills a special like little like there's a characteristic trait dude that that those pe people have you know what i mean and especially just like you said he would hear his mom at 4 or 5 a.m. turn on the sewing machine yeah I mean, dresses, dresses, dude, you know, I mean, that's hard work, too, bro, like, bro, that's no joke. Sure. That's fine-tuning, like, that's yeah. a lot of hand, and I think some of that fine-tuning work sometimes can be even um, more taxing. Yeah. Because you're so concentrated, so focused on it, like, real stiff, like, just trying to not mess up, yeah. you know what I mean, so... I'd be man. terrified to use a freaking a sewing machine. For sure, bro. But do I remember when, when, um, and you... I mean, you're a little younger than me, obviously, you know what I mean? But I remember when sewing machines were like a household thing. And my mom used to have one in the house. 
And then we also used to have like a typewriter and stuff like that too. <laughs> my grandma had a sewing machine. Yeah, yeah. I used to, she would like to fix my stuff. How many sewing machines yeah. do you think are out there now? <laughs> oh man, the antiques. That's it. Man, if you see one, it's probably like gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Edna's mom still has one. Damn, dude. Yeah. We throw it down in the sewing so machine, right? Taylor made. Taylor made. Hey, man. Well, yeah, dude. You could definitely. I mean, it, 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 there's one thing that really stands out to me when I meet individuals and um, one thing that really, like, does impress me is work ethic, man. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I mean, sometimes, just like I said, you know, fortunately, we're in a situation where it has to be done in that way. You know what I mean? You have to bust your ass and there might not be any days off that you can take, you know? And I think through our careers and stuff like that, I'm sure you've kind of re reached these points where it was... It was more about hustle and grind time, whether it be school or work or coaching or whatever it may be, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, at times, it's kind of like we become second to our hustle and grind with what we have to do, but because we know we have to get to a certain point to get to that point where you're able to, like, finally relax and chill out a bit, you know? So, damn. Yeah, man, I do. It takes I still, sometimes. I still feel like I'm kind of on that sometimes. Yeah. But I do have points in my life where that was more yeah 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 definitely those i think that's what helps you grow absolutely like going through all that tough shit yeah and it kind of like it, it it truly i think comes down to the way that you perceive it you know um the way that that you look at your situation and how you're going to respond to your situation yeah. you know and i think robert's story was crazy like he said that that one day he was sweeping or cleaning one of them trucks or something like that and he was looking at the horizon and he's like man this is hard work I don't want to do this yeah. you know he had that realization he had that awareness that mindset shift in that moment where he was like holy shit like I don't want to do this yeah. like I want it I want to be different yeah, absolutely. and sometimes like we'll go through life maybe realizing that a little later mm -hmm. you know he, had, he just so happened to realize it at what like 15 or something yeah, 16 real young. real young you know so whenever you do realize it that's badass, yeah. you know what I mean? But some just realize it sooner than others, and they take that action step on it. So, I mean, just become more aware, I think. Yeah. And you'll kind of enter some some different paths. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So, really great podcast, man. Yeah, that dude. dude. That stuff is, I mean, it's contagious, bro, you know? So, he saw his dad, his kids see him. He trains alone in his, uh, in, in his bar and gym. And he gets after it, man. I mean, he he gets down, dude. You know, and he does everything to the T. He's very detail oriented with, with his training and stuff like that. The times that I've gone, and um, I mean, you could definitely tell that that's been like a lifelong, like well embedded trait that he has that's helped him get to where he's at. You know, so huge thanks to him again, man. It was good, bro. Yeah. So. Well, that that would be kind of cool to did that little quote you mentioned earlier, the yard by yard one. All right, dude. So podcast that I was listening to on the way down from San Antonio this weekend, man. So mm -hmm. it was a podcast. I think the guy's name is Kyle Kingsbury. Um, and he had Corey, hopefully I don't say the last name wrong, but it's, it's Schles Schles Singer, And he's the head strength coach for the Phoenix Suns, man. And, uh, he's up there with like the Vernon Griffiths and stuff like that. Like really thinking outside the box type of dude, you know, um, and uh, they were just talking about success and stuff like that, and they had this little quote that I took out my notepad on my phone real quick, and I usually 
Like if, if I hear things that like light me up, I'm, I'm like, all right, man, like this one's <laughs> like, I'm going to bring this out late, later on. And it was, uh, oh, yeah. they were talking about success and stuff like that and how life in general needs to be not yard by yard makes life hard. Inch by inch, life's a cinch. And that was kind of the quote that he used, man. And like cinch is like things with ease, peacefully, things kind of go and flow the way they're supposed to and stuff, you know what I mean? And it's pretty neat, man, you know what I mean? When you when you don't, like you can't go from step A to Z and think like it just happens that way in life, you know what I mean? As it, mm-hmm. as it comes to training, I mean, just think about the gym itself. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you don't go from a ring road to ring muscle-ups the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, inch by inch, man, all the progressions, inch, the small steps and stuff, you know what I mean? So it kind of, yeah, when I heard that quote, I was like, yeah, like we start to stress ourselves out, dude, we, <laughs> like we panic and things like that, but if we just take it day by day, hour by hour, think about things that need to be done in the moment, being present, man, I think it really brings some ease to your life in the process itself, you know? Dude, yes, and that's what Robert did, bro. Yeah. Step by step, bro. He did what he needed to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to continue playing football. So he's like, well, what do I do next? I'm going to walk on. What did he have to do next? He had to perform. Create relationships. Mm -hmm. What did he do next? He kept doing that. You know what I mean? So it was just all like step by step. He didn't say like, oh, I want to go from here to here in one week. Yeah. You know, it took him. It was a journey. Yeah, man. It's a journey for all of us, man. So, um, really motivating story on how a dude from the valley can just uh, reach to the stars, man. Yeah, man. You know I mean, the top <laughs> level play dude in the world, dude. Yeah, dude. You can't I mean, get better than the NFL. Like, what's the That's super cool, man. Yeah. Badass, bro. Well, stoked. Dude, so we've been, and I want to kind of pick your brain with some stuff right now, man. So so you just started, well, we're actually on week two, day three today, man. And um, and we, <laughs> we are, <laughs> we're starting throwing up those gang signs in the class. I'm not even going to say words, dude. Two, three, baby. But we've been, uh, so you started your core challenge. And, and it's not even so much a challenge or anything like that. It's just like, really. it's a progressive plan. You know what I mean? And we we started last week, Max, and you had told, told me, hey, man, I want to throw this out there for the team, kind of have them follow along, but we throw it out there f- for everyone. It's not just for people from HK. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's whoever follows us and wants to jump on, on and stuff like that. But um, I love how we took it to base level. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we didn't go with toes to the bar. We didn't go with planks on one foot and one hand. We didn't do any like circus acts or anything like that. So we took <laughs> circus it, yeah, man. So we took it back to the start. You know what I mean? And and it's like those little things we just said, like yard by yard, life's hard, inch by inch, life's a cinch, man. And if we do these little things right, talking about lower back pain and position of the hips and the pelvis and stuff like that. So like what like what brought this about? What was it? Just like has it been on your mind? Was it something you've been wanting to do, or is it like little? Fine attention to detail that you see where you're like, I want to fix these things before we start having a bigger issue. Damn, that was good, coach. Actually, man, it was a little bit of everything. Like, um, so I had originally had this idea um, like a while back, and I had implemented it at CFB when I was there yeah. a couple of years back, and it was 
21-day core challenge. Every day I would throw one core exercise out there, you know, and if you did it, great. And if you didn't do it, we'd just move on to the next day, you know. Yeah. So it was just like something, if you want to participate, I want you to participate. But the whole point behind it is to show the individual who's participating um, how to start engaging the core correctly yeah. and being able to use it efficiently in all movements, right? And not just learning how to brace it only when you squat and only when you deadlift. It's like, no, like we need to learn how to do this in life as well. When I'm picking things up, when I'm pulling, when I'm pushing, when I'm carrying, right? So the whole base of the 21 day core challenge back then was just to, to get that going, right? Yeah. But now, now, bro, I was a little hesitant to start it the way that I started because of the fact that where I'm at now is so different. It's it's uh, a high-volume gym, a lot of strength and performance going on here. So I was a little intimidated to throw in day one, day two, yeah. day three because well, we're already doing dead bugs and we're already doing things like that. When it's like, shit, okay. Well, I know that we're doing these things, but how can I just maybe apply a little bit of detail to help the members engage this core um, maybe a little more efficiently, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I said, sometimes we think we may be engaging it, but we may not be, you yeah. know, and I was in that, I was in that a while back, you know, and, and a lot of the things that I'm showing the people now are things that I've done myself to engage the core mm -hmm. and to get to where I'm at now. So, um, now this is differently, it's structured four weeks. Yeah. Um, every day I'm doing a core exercise and the weekends are off for the individual to kind of have some more practice and kind of maybe come up with some of those five exercise in combination and, and, and do a little core training on the yeah. weekend, right? So what it is now, it's a progressive buildup from foundation floor and I'm going to take it to some standing and some bar shit later, but I'm trying to show them, hey, like if you can't do day one, then you're not going to be able to do day two yeah. or day three or day four. So mm -hmm. don't rush it, team. Like, if you are having trouble with one of the days, like, stay on that day yeah. and practice it until you can feel it and then move on, right? So, yes, the the goal is not a six-pack abs or, you know, freaking looking all chiseled. It's to get stability in the Stable, core. Man. Yeah, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't look like that sometimes it just looks like you lifting 250 pounds three sets of 10 deadlift with no back pain yeah and and that carryover is is awesome yeah carrying your kid at sombrero fest all day bro not yeah. no back pain yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so things like that bro is what i'm interested in and, and what this core challenge or, or not even this four week um tutorial or whatever you want to call it can do for that individual that's beautiful man that is that's that's well put dude and i think the one of the best things you said right now you know i mean is and i'm glad you brought up the whole belt thing right now you know what i mean because people think they they absolutely need a belt when they train mm -hmm. um i mean i see it all the time dude you know that's what i mean um and i feel like if 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 the attention and detail we're talking about the pelvic tilt, how to take out that lumbar curve when you're laying down on the ground and stuff like that. 
these are little things that do carry over into your main compound lifts, you know? The way we position the rib cage and the hips and stuff like that before we actually perform the movement itself, you know? Yes. And I see it now, dude, you know what I mean? Like if they could do it on the ground, you know, I mean if they could learn how to like lower that that hip the way it's supposed to, flatten out that lumbar curve. Now when we're doing an upright position, when you have a barbell on your back or when you're gonna get into position to pull something off the ground, you already have that body awareness at that point because you've been pra practicing it, you know? Yes. As, and it's been progressive, like just like I said, the one that kicked my ass to that I did, <laughs> um, so we started off with just uh, flattening out that lumbar curve, right? So yeah. we showed them that, how to tilt the hips. That was an issue for some because they've never had to move the hips in that way or the pelvis in that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but we gave them some cool little cues like I shouldn't be able to slide my hand under your back yeah, yeah. or if I put a band I shouldn't be able to pull the band out from beneath, you know mm -hmm. um, But I think one of the one of the ones that really got me really good And when I knew I was doing it right was the was the pelvic tilt right the lumbar curve and then the bridge core bridge Dude that one was nasty dude. dude that one's great. That, was that one. <laughs> and then, so I, Like today's was good the reverse crunch was Excellent, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that one added a little bit of that burn to it, you know, mm -hmm. like they get that burn in their abs, a little like bit of the lower feeling. abdomen, but I was focusing on how to breathe throughout the movement itself, so oh, yeah. inhale when the legs are going down towards the ground, the heels, and then exhale when the knees are coming in towards the chest, but let that exhale come from the gut, yeah. let it come from the abdomen, put your hand on your belly for a bit if you want, I know they got their hands tucked beneath, but really feel that core engage and contract more when you exhale. And dude, a lot of them were like, holy shit, that feels like, that burn is good now. So you know what I mean? So. Yes, and the breath is is very important when you're doing abdominal work um, because of the fact that when you breathe, you have your, you know, your inspiratory and expiratory muscles that are helping engage that core musculature, right? So um, you got to breathe, man. You can't be holding your breath during planks. You can't be holding your breath when you're doing toast to bar and no. things like that. Like, you have to know how to breathe. And I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because there are probably questions on that, dude. And clearing that up is, is really good for, for the clients. Yeah. Man. So, appreciate that. Yeah. And another thing, too, is like, you said it, body awareness. <laughs> I took them down to this foundational piece on day one and some of them had no body awareness mm. in that area. And they're over here deadlifting, you know, 315, some of them maybe, you know, females, 200 pounds, 150 or whatever. And sometimes they wonder, like, why does my back hurt or why do my hips feel tight? Well, because of that. Yeah. That's already showing you right there, like, hey, you can't even close this small little gap here. And then you're taking that to external loading. Yeah. Something's going to happen down the road, right? So, again, this, this closing of the gap may seem like nothing. But it's actually everything. Yeah. Yeah. So one way that you can practice that is laying on your back with your knees folded, feet flat on the floor, and then going back and using the breath, right? So like putting your hands on your on, on your diaphragm there, so right below this, the rib cage, and then just taking a very big breath in, right? Filling your diaphragm up there, belly with air, and then as you exhale through the mouth, um, you're at the same time contracting those abs and build, yeah, building tension in there and that gap will close. So it's tough, man, but you got to practice that. And um, once you get it, you'll be able to fly through everything yeah. else. Then I caught myself on the drive we took up to San Antonio this week. So like I, I put my seat in the truck a little bit more upright 
And what I did is I practiced my pelvic tilt. So oh, I was there, like, yeah. I was like, right, I'm in extension now. Let's go ahead and tilt. And um, I would go through and I would hold it. Take like 10 breaths, diaphragmatic breaths, right? In and out. And then relax. I was like, oh, shit, dude. Better, like, right? like, like I even started building a little sweat, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I started to perspire a bit. I was like, damn, like, it's tough. <laughs> so I did that for like... I don't know, it might have been like a portion of a podcast that I was listening to, whatever it was, but cool. dude, my core was sore the next day, man, mm-hmm. from that like, <laughs> from that contracted, relaxed type stuff, you know, and uh, yeah, man, it's good stuff, bro, and I think, uh, like I said, uh, I think this goes back to, so you said that there was a little bit of fear, you know what I mean, because of things we already do in the gym, and we throw in dead bugs, and we talk about the pelvic tilt early with these guys, you know, but it was the little details that you added to it, you know, which is great. But it's okay, dude, to go back and master what's even more basic than the basics. Mm-hmm. Laying on your back, learning how to lower your lumbar curve or flatten that out. Whoever does that. Very yeah, random. you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like they say, like, I mean, in the sport of CrossFit as well, too, in that methodology, you know what I mean? They say, all right, once you've mastered the basics... We'll go back and get better at them again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, shit, man. Like, it might seem basic, bro, but I think it's not. I think it's necessary. You know what Super, I mean? I think man. it's a huge part of what we do, man. So, no, it yeah, was, bro. It was uh, definitely something that um, I see a lot in the clinic where I'll get these people that have a lot of back pain, hip pains, and stuff like that, and put them in that position and try to tell them, hey, all right, like, see if you can close this gap. And yeah. you, just, you just can't. You yeah. know what I mean? And it comes from the, the most athletic person. I've seen that. And to the most sedentary, you know, no one is um, exempt from yeah. this. It's something that you have to, to get and gain. Just like anything else. Just like you got your 135 squat because you practiced it, right? Yeah. Just like you got your power snatch because you practice it. Yeah. So it's the same thing, you know, practice this and, and you'll be fine, man. Yeah. So, you're pretty and cool. So, so this is week, week two, we got, uh, I mean, we still got two more days, we got Thursday and Friday this week, so I'm excited mm-hmm. to see those, man. Uh, but, but everyone, like I asked the class today, so I taught the 8.45 a.m., right? And we, we got done with the water, everyone was, was just kind of like trying to gather themselves together after the walk because it was pretty well <laughs> yeah, today, you know. So, so like I asked them, I told them, "All right, guys, y'all want uh, y'all want to get stretchy or you want the core challenge stuff?" Unanimous vote, bro. Everyone wanted the core challenge first. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I still gave them both. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had time for it, but everyone's like, "Yeah, let's do the core challenge today." You know what That's I mean? Good, man. We kind of threw in those little tips as far as the breathing goes because. I think, and you know what, dude, that might be something that we could probably, like, make a video on sooner, highlight or whatever it is on, on, like, proper breathing mechanics and what you're supposed to do. We do mention it at times during the class, but, like, a very detailed, fine-tuned video as far as, like, all right, during these lifts or whatever it may be, uh, this is how you breathe through, but also doing the core yeah. exercise that we do, too, you know, so. Oh, for sure. And to remember to breathe, because sometimes we're so wrapped up in <laughs> heart rates to the roof, we're laying back blacking out at times and then oh shit I haven't taken a breath in in like six rounds of the Tabata you know dude I was experimenting yesterday on the goblet squats mm-hmm. since I, I just came off the open workout yeah I already done like a lot of thrusters and jump ropes already so I was like man yeah. so I got the 53 kettlebell and that's what I was squatting with and I was like okay well I'm just gonna do big sets and try to keep them unbroken yeah you know so as I was going, like, I was breathing through my mouth, and I was like, 
well, fuck, like, let me switch this up. So I closed my mouth and started breathing through my nose. And I was squatting. And, like, like I was, my breathing was staying the same. Like, just like I'm breathing right now. Like, yeah. Just taking breaths in. But I was doing my squats like that. And I was already fucking fatigued, bro. But yeah. I was able to get all the way to, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. When before that, I was only getting to 10 every time. Breathing through your mouth, breathing through with my no mouth. control, with no control, yeah. and just like wild and belligerent, like, yeah. you know. So then, I go like, <laughs> <laughs> just like that too. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so then I you do that in the class tonight, dude. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't breathe like that. So then I closed my fucking mouth, and I started controlling my breathing. I was able to get a couple more reps, bro. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, this is so cool. Like, it goes back to one of the books that I had read that talks about mouth breathing during exercise can be detrimental to performance and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And that's why some of these members here wear the mouthpieces, like Mena and, mm. and, and Brandon. I think they wear all the mouthpieces so they can bite down on that mouthpiece and breathe through their nose because it, it does some easy. physiological effect on carbon dioxide on other shit, right? So, yeah. it's pretty cool to like know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if you can control your breathing during exercise, you might even have a performance enhancement. enhancement yeah, especially yeah. when you're on the rower, when you're on the fucking bike, dude. Like, yeah. instead of like <gasps> on the bike, like try to like control your breathing through the nose yeah. and see what happens. I think the bike is a good tool for that too, bro, in the sense that, I mean, we, we, we have fan bikes, we have the Echo bikes here. And uh, we don't have the wind guards on the actual on the yeah. actual shroud itself, you know. So you get that air. So I feel like if you breathe through your mouth on that thing, get all like, dry. Yeah, like that too. But it throws off like your breathing pattern too. Mm -hmm. Like if you just breathe like you're going wild, dude. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. like that like like that air that the fan is creating. You're also uptaking that air, which yeah. is more, and it just throws things off, bro. So I think if you focus on the nasal breathing, like you said, it'll make it a lot easier, dude. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, man, the I mean the physiological responses that you get when doing nasal breathing, dude. I mean, hands down, bro. I mean, it's proven already. Yeah. You know, what I mean? as far yeah. as what happens at the cell level and stuff like that, which we won't get into, but I mean, it's proof. You know, what I mean, it does happen. You know, it's so. it's, it's crazy and it's cool yeah. to experiment with those things like little small things you know little details that can maybe just take you somewhere that you haven't been yet absolutely so, bro it's pretty cool shit yeah man well dude i i know the i know the members have been loving the core challenge uh and i know a lot Yay. a lot of them because we share the posts and stuff like that and a lot of people have been sharing it and uh and i see a lot of like i mean you know bro when you coach in a class and stuff and you have a class of 25 30, 45, whatever it may be, 6, 45 p.m. is probably going to be lit today, dude. Uh, you know, so, but it's cool, like, I've noticed that when we're going over, like, the pelvic tilt stuff, and hey, this is not good, this is good, this is what you want to do, like, all eyes are locked in right now, and it's been very, like, people want to know, you know what yeah, I mean, man, I just really cool, man, it's that. good it's to super see. Cool. That's what we want, you know, just to teach, and just share a little bit of what we know to help out Absolutely, bro. the members, you know, and it's really cool. Thanks, everyone, for sharing. Thanks, everyone, for participating. Let's keep doing it, man. We're not even halfway. No, no we're not. <laughs> so let's keep it going, man. It those abs strong, man. I'm excited. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> I even got my uh, 
my mom's the one that's real excited about it, dude. My dad and stuff too. So they've been, they've been like doing it after every class that they attend. Yeah. You know, I mean, my mom's the one that's very. I mean, she wants she wants to take care of herself as much as she can right now. She's sixty five years old, uh, but she still wants to lift weights and she uh -huh. still wants to be active with the grandkids and us. Uh, That's so cool. So man. I had to talk with her. I told her all all these little de details and stuff like that are things that you need to do to kind of like like extend that life that you want. You know. Mm -hmm. So That's cool, man. Yeah, brother. She's probably like your parents are probably like the top like one to three percent. Man, well, I hope they stay there, man. You yeah, know, I mean, I know they're putting in the effort. Their age group, bro. Yeah, but they put in the work though too, man. You know, I mean, and they got, I mean, great. They they have a great team of coaches around them to help help them out and guide them and lead them and stuff. And it's always been kind of one of those things where, like, I mean, we've had those talks even growing up. You know, I mean, like I remember sent, sending them an e email when I was in Florida going to grad school, and it was kind of like, uh, hey, like, this is kind of the likelihood of what can be developed, metabolic diseases, heart diseases, and stuff like that, if you don't take care of yourself. So, hey. Yeah, that's good, man. Take care of stuff, you get this. If you don't, this is this is likely. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't prove that it's going to happen, but chances are pretty high, you know, so. And that kind of goes in with that stuff, man. You know what I mean? Like, you don't learn how to take care of your lower back. You don't learn how to, like, the transition between move movements as far as like pelvic tilts like you've taught us here and stuff man kind of the same thing you know I mean? like you're gonna run into issues eventually you know yeah dude i got some cool standing ones planned out a little different gonna make us think you know um some of them are gonna use with the pvc pipe and stuff so it should be pretty cool man um and yes dude like the older individual utilizing these core exercises is only gonna benefit from them I got my dad doing some of this stuff too, man. Yeah, bro. Stretching. And I'm actually going to go halfsies on him with an Echo bike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a big tool for him, man. Yeah, dude. That's going to be awesome. I mean, that's all he really needs, bro. That's it. You can get so fit with that thing. Oh, yeah. Like internally, you know, mm -hmm. like cardio-respiratory-wise, endurance, stamina. And I think even the resistance <clears throat> that's applied to it initially is probably going to be yeah. a stimulus for anyone that hasn't been on a bike before, you dude. know, so... You actually control the bike. Like, yeah. If you want to cruise, you can cruise. If you want to go moderate, you go moderate. If you want to die, you fucking... And you go hard. You can go hard, bro. Like, <laughs> you can be on the floor on that thing if you want in 20 seconds. Real you know? quick, man. Yep. Um, but it's a great tool to use for conditioning, bro, for sure. Absolutely, my so, man. So, uh, St. Patty's Day workout yeah. this weekend. This weekend on Saturday, 8 a.m. So is that going to be the only class? Yes, so that's going to be the only class this weekend, guys. Uh, make it out, man. If you've never been to one of our St. Patty's Day workouts there, it's a bunch of fun, dude. Dude, I, mean, I think I've missed the past two. I think you all might have been here for the last one, but you had to leave, dude. Probably. I think for last year's, man. I think you all were here for like a bit, and then you had the jet. I think you all had like a party commitment or whatever Dang. it is, but... No commitments yeah, this time, bro. Yeah, man, we got that. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun, dude, and we got goodies for y'all. We'll have... Uh, Cass will go all out, but like she always does with thank you Cass. for them. Yeah, man. <laughs> and she'll have uh, we'll have some green beer. We'll have mimosas. Green beer. Yeah, man. Damn. So it's always a good time, man. You know, and I feel like we, like the members, look forward to it, getting together, throwing down. So we'll have a little walk before, and then after that, man, we'll have a good time as we always do. Cool. One more that I also wanted to bring up real quick. 
this this is only for the for the dudes of HK though. So mm-hmm. Coach Caesar, Daddy Caesar is about to be a father to a beautiful baby girl that's on the way. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna do like a little diaper party bash slash tacos slash beer uh, that's gonna be on March the twenty sixth at noon. So any guys that are a part of the HK family, if you can, guys, make it out that day. Come support. Come uh, bring a box of diapers for Mr. Caesar, man, and his beautiful baby that's on the way, Paola. Let's build a castle of diapers for him. Yeah. <laughs> and then run through it, bro. <laughs> and then run through it. It'll be in a castle. Yeah, man. So oh, we're man, that's out, exciting. Man. We're going to have an eventful month. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for the next podcast as well, too. Yes. The next one's going to be good. Yep. So, um... Appreciate everyone. Appreciate y'all for listening. Much love goes out to all y'all. Share the podcast with someone who you think would benefit from it. You know what I'm saying? And we're here to help all coaches. Shout out to all coaches. Much love. Peace, guys. We'll see y'all next week.